This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. As usual with me in studio, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Have you thought out yet, Naz? Not yet. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty cold out. Pretty chilly. Uh, pretty chilly out there. Listen, uh, want to get right into it this morning. We've got a we've got a pretty uh, pretty hectic show. But t- this morning's show is a tribute to uh, what we uh, what Naz and I called Toronto's most beloved athlete of all time. That is, of course, we're celebrating not celebrating, but we're honoring the life. Uh, and celebrating the life this morning of Johnny Bauer, and it's our Johnny Bauer tribute show. Naz? It was like we lost a piece of our family, Wally. It was a very tough, tough night when I heard that uh, Johnny was, had passed away, but uh, lived a full life, 93 years old, and he was the, the life of the party, I'm told by a lot of people. We're going to celebrate Johnny Bauer today. So uh, on May 7th of this year, we celebrated the uh, 50th anniversary of the Toronto Maple Leafs' last Stanley Cup win, and we interviewed Johnny that day. And uh, we're going we're gonna to replay that interview for you. It was a lot of fun. We had a, a lot of uh, enjoyment talking to Johnny that day, and the interview really, really reveals a lot about his character. Just the great man that he was. We're also going to be talking to two of his former teammates, the number one Toronto Maple Leaf of all time, David Keon, will be joining us. Uh, Ron Ellis will be joining us. And Montreal Canadian legend, Ivan Cornoyer. Spoke with him yesterday. He was uh, um, asked him if he'd be willing to participate in our Johnny Bauer tribute show in E unhesitatingly said, of course he would. What a great line that would be. Keon Cornway and Ellis. Eh? <laughs> Anyways, a- so we've got to get right to it. Uh, we're going to go to break right now. As soon as we come back from our break, our May 7th interview with, uh, with the beloved Johnny Bauer. We'll be right back. They're not here to be nice. They're here to be right. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Uh, talking about uh, uh, 1967 in the Toronto Maple Leafs, we're pleased to welcome and certainly thrilled to welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour uh, Toronto's most beloved uh, Maple Leaf uh, ever and one of our um, one of Toronto's most beloved athletes. Of course, we're talking with the incomparable Johnny Bauer. Good morning, Johnny. How are you this morning? Good. I could have lasted another ten in bed, another ten, uh, five hours. <laughs> I, feel, I feel pretty good. Uh, we're, Johnny, we're, we're we're thrilled to to have you. And just so you know, we uh, we just finished chatting with uh, with David Keon. About, oh boy, yeah. And uh, hockey player he was. Oh, he certainly was. And um, and uh, you and all the rest of the 1967 Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, 
It was it was a thrill this week to re- recollect some of those great memories, and we just finished playing Bill Hewitt's call of the last uh, 14 seconds where he said the Leafs win the Stanley Cup. And uh, I just ask you very simply, Johnny, It's 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 been 50 years. I don't wow. know. If, it's hard to believe. I don't know if this week means anything special to you, but... Your your fondest recollections of that uh, of that uh, 1967 team? Well, I, I can recall first uh, if I remember reading in a paper where they said we'll never we'll, we won't win the uh, we won't get win the Stanley Cup because we got too many old guys on the team and youngsters. But boy, oh boy, you know we had the experience and youth, and you know, I just mentioned Davey Keon and the rest of the players too. Uh, uh, that uh, we had. Look, look at the defense that I had. Horton, Stanley, Brewer, Bond. Wow, those guys I depended on a lot. And uh, they're just to mention a few. And of course, uh, there's some rest of the forwards. I mean, we either had a good, well-balanced hockey club and a good coach too. A lot of guys didn't like Punch, but because he was very demanding, and I did because I tried in hard work. And no matter what profession you choose, whether it's baseball, hockey, or anything like that, if you don't work for something, you're not going to go any further. Johnny, you're famous for the poke check. Who taught you that? Uh, <laughs> Charlie Rayner, when I was at the New York Rangers, he come up to me once and uh, he said to me, John, those guys are coming in right in at you all the time. Right? And of course, he said, you got to learn to poke check. I said, what's that? He said, That's, I'll show you after a practice. And he was about six foot four. <laughs> and I was over a little bit shrimp like, you know. But we lined up about five pucks there, and he showed me to what, how to die for him and that. And, uh, and I said, Yeah, but what happened if you miss the guy? Well, if you miss him, the next thing you got, you can your stick will go in his skates and he'll go flying into the corner. And, <laughs> and I said, Oh, accidentally, that is, eh? <laughs> well, if you want to call it accidentally, but <laughs> they didn't, didn't do it on purpose. But I was taught by him anyway, and uh, and he, he, I give him a lot of credit for it. Uh, he, he passed away now, I think. John, we're talking to Johnny Bauer. Johnny, uh Talking about the 67 series, uh, there's, you know, when you get back into looking into what happened in that series and that playoff run in that 67 series, you're reminded. I can't hear you. Uh, I'm sorry, Johnny. Talking about the 67 series, uh, I'm reminded uh, some critical things I'd forgotten, but I'm reminded about that. Um, although Terry Sotrick was in net uh, yeah. in game six, I thought. And, and and I was reminded the series really turned in game two and three when you were in net. Um, and and the stats will show that in, in games two and three, of course, game three was the infamous double overtime uh-huh. win. Uh, you stopped ninety three shots, ninety one out of ninety three shots in those two games, and and that was really when that series turned. And uh, and after that, it just seems like it just seemed like you frustrated and the team frustrated the Canadians yeah. at every turn. Your uh, your remembrances of of your outstanding performance. Well, I tell you, it's a good thing I had uh, my communication with my defenseman was uh, was unbelievable. Like, you know, I knew Alan Stanley was an angle player. I knew Bobby Bond was a, a, a blocker for me. I knew Timmy Horton was a tough guy. And I knew Larry Hillman was great out in front. And we worked together very, very closely. And we knew what to do. We yelled each other in half. And, uh, in a good way, like, you know, in a good sense, no matter what happened. But it was something that we wanted a dream of. So I did. I did anyway as a child because, you know, you have a lot of dreams to have your name and green in the Stanley Cup. 
and I never got, you know, I hung around the American Hockey League for around 13 years, and uh, I never got a break, and I finally did, did get one and then when I went to New York, but, uh, and, and that's what happened. Uh, Johnny, we uh, we had, we asked David Keon to uh, set the record straight on something, and he couldn't uh, he couldn't recall whether this happened or not. So we're going to ask you. Uh, the rumor, the myth is that just before Game Six, Punch took out ten thousand dollar one dollar bills, right. and he threw them on the dressing room floor. Uh, quite frankly, David couldn't remember that, so we have to ask you: Did that in fact happen? That's the true fact, and that I was the first guy to go for that. <laughs> <laughs> and Punch comes in and he says, you stay away from there, you'll be sorry. <laughs> no, but that's true. He come in and he threw the money right in there, and everybody's eyes popped out. My, uh, we just figured, this is how much money we can make. And Punch explained everything to us, and, and uh, maybe that's, that made us have a lot hungrier and higher work, too, as well. Johnny, we, we, we won't keep you much longer, but there is something I have to ask you. Uh, it certainly was back in the '60s, uh, and please be don't please don't be offended by this. But I think you 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 had a lot of fun with the media and with the fans back in those days. But we could never figure out how old you were, uh, because <laughs> you were either 42 or 44, or uh, we we thought you understated your age. So we want you to set the record straight. Uh, how old are you? Well, okay. I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I was born in 19... No, I won't tell you the truth. I, I'm actually, right now, I'm 92. And 92. And that's a true age, honest to God. I lied about my age because if I didn't, I thought, gee, I'd never get a chance to get that National League. I kept going back. Every time I got a birthday, I kept going backwards. And my wife was going forward, man. <laughs> and uh, then, Johnny, you know what? You just open up another can of worms for me. I have to ask you this, too. I've probably been waiting a long time for this. But uh, I actually had, uh, were, were, were they called 78s in those days or 45s? Uh, I had a... Uh, 45s. There were 45s. Yeah. I actually purchased. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was at uh, it was at Jane and Wilson. They used to have a record store at Jane and Wilson. Uh, yeah, honky, 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 the Christmas goose. Oh, all right. Yeah. Tell you got to tell me how did that come about? How did you get drafted to record record well, that? Actually, there was after a practice. There was a chap there that talked to a punch. And he uh, he rode with Honky the Christmas Goose, and he came in the dressing room and he wanted to sing somebody to sing this song, so <clears throat> they listened to this record and sing it. So every when he got in, everybody got, we were going for into the shower and that, and uh, all of a sudden I'm the only guy sitting there, and he says, "Johnny, you're the only guy." I says, "What?" I says, "I I can't sing." I said, "I'll do my singing in the shower." I said, "But I can't sing, John. You got to help out. It was for a very very good cause." And I said, Jeep, he said, well, well, I don't know, I'll have to talk. So I hummed this and that, and finally I said, okay. I said, oh. he said, I'm going to come down to your house, and we're going to practice. He came down to the house and practiced, I'll give you the Christmas goose. And do you know what? It was successful because there was a, I sold about 40,000 of them. I was, I was one of them. I was one of them. <laughs> or did you get one? Yeah, uh, I, I still I still have mine somewhere. Hold on to that because it's a collector. Oh, item. I'm sure it is. I, I, I wish I had it. That's triple the money. I got to go down my basement see if I can uh, still. I can't. I haven't got a machine that can play it, but uh, yeah. I, I still think I have it. Listen, Johnny, you've been generous with your time, and we don't want to keep you any longer. Oh, uh, but I, there's something I do want to say. 
uh, and I had a I had a quick discussion with your wife Nancy on the phone oh, the other yeah. day, and uh, as, as as a lot of our, a lot of our listeners know, uh, there's a street in the Jane Lawrence area that's called Johnny Bauer Avenue. Yes, it used to be called Patika. Yeah, and. Uh, Back in the early 60s, I grew up in the Jane and Lawrence area. I lived in the Jane and Lawrence area for a few uh, for a few years. My family, I was a young boy at the time, and uh, I'm sure you remember, Johnny, we all used to hang out outside your house waiting for you to come home, and you and your wife, Nancy, and I want to take the opportunity of thanking her. You left an indelible mark on the memories of some very young children because you were generous, as you were generous with your time, today with us. Oh, you yeah. are generous. Yeah, I, I just love people. I love yeah. talking to them. And yeah. be, hey, I'm 92. I'm lucky to be anywhere. <laughs> but I, I just I just, I just, feel good. As long yeah. as it's a charity, I'll go anywhere. because, uh, And I read the papers a lot and how, how people need help and everything else. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we do. There's a lot of phone rings a lot and want to know how if I can do it. I, I can't take doubles anymore like I used to. <laughs> I mean, I like to go there and sign autographs and talk to people, and this and that. I had a lot of fun. And there was a chap I bumped into there the other day, and he was in a wheelchair. And he says, Mr. Bauer, how are you? I said, fine. He says to me, he says, when is the Leafs going to win the Stanley Cup? I said, well, you have to give him a little bit of time. And I lifted him up two inches off the chair, and he says, time? He says, it's been 50 years since... <laughs> And I didn't know what else to say to the guy, you know, so I said, I'm sorry. Next question, please. <laughs> Anyways, Johnny, uh, uh, thank you for today. Uh, thank you and Nancy for 55 years ago, and thank you for everything in between. You are, you've got two, uh, Naz and Wally here, wearing, proudly wearing the Toronto Maple Leaf sweater this morning, oh, with good. big smiles on our faces, talking to our most beloved Johnny Bauer. Thank you so much. Thank you very, very much, and God bless you all. Thanks, Johnny. God bless you, and God bless your wife, Nancy. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Johnny. Welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I still get goosebumps, Naz, when I when I listen to that interview. That was our interview with Johnny Bauer on May the 7th, and um, um, makes me a little emotional, but uh, we have Ron Ellis on the phone, and uh, Ron, good morning. How are you, sir? I am fine, thank you very much. And uh, wow, hearing him speak, hearing his words, uh, knowing that he's gone is uh, very difficult indeed. Yeah, it, it certainly. Um, and thank you so much for joining us, Ron. It's my it's, pleasure. It, it and it's been a difficult week uh, for Leaf fans, for Johnny Bauer fans, and. And I'm sure more so for family of Johnny Bauer and friends of Johnny Bauer. And you are a personal friend of Johnny Bauer, Ron. And you became quite close to him over the years. Um, I'm going to have. I'm going to ask you, Ron, your thoughts when you heard the when you heard the terrible news. Well, um, of course, we knew this day was coming. Um, you know, Johnny's had a few health problems and you know in the last few years he's had a couple of falls and um we knew it was coming but when i heard i still couldn't believe it i couldn't believe he was gone and uh, i'm still dealing <laughs> with that at, 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 at this point and but he, he's such a fighter 
um, you know, he, he was such a competitor as a player, and and uh, uh, he he just fought um, very very hard through um, a, a few a few difficult times in, in the last few years, and uh, uh, but it was a sad sad moment when I when I got the call. Ron, very, I know, I know that uh, I mean I've heard other interviews you've done, and you've spoken about your close bond with Johnny Bauer, uh, just being so close to Johnny, what made Johnny such a special man? Yes. Well, it all goes back to my, my first year with the Leafs. Um, <clears throat> they, I joined the Leafs in 64 after they, just after they won three Stanley Cups in a row. And uh, that was a pretty tight-knit group. Um, as you can imagine, there's 10 Hall of Famers off off those cup teams, um, and I was concerned about how they'd accept me. Uh, I was basically the, you know, the first major change they made, and, and but <laughs> I didn't have to worry about that. The guys were terrific, a lot, a lot, a lot of men of character. But uh, Johnny was, a, you know, he was exceptional. He uh, he, in his gentle way. Uh, made made me feel welcome and accepted, and I'll always remember that. And his dear wife Nancy, who you were referring to a few moments ago, uh, my wife and I have been married now for 51 years. And uh, at the time when I was when I joined the club, we were dating, and she was the only wife or the only person not married, if you know what I'm trying to say. And and, and Nancy came alongside and uh, uh, really helped my wife, uh, my present wife, um, through some tough times, too, because she had adjustments to make. And Nancy was certainly aware of that and made her very comfortable. So from that, and I, I appreciated that so much. And from that time on, we we certainly became close. Uh, I, I sort of adopted them as a uh, second set of parents. Ron, congratulations on a great career, by the way. And, uh, oh, thank you. And uh, you're one of the uh, only Leafs that have uh, played on, on, on the Leafs, on the Leafs only. There's other players that have played on many teams. You, you started as a Leaf and you retired as a Leaf. <laughs> There's not too many of those around, and congratulations on that. Well, thank you. That was important to me. Um, you know, Toronto was my team, and when I had an opportunity to come in and be a Marley, uh, you know, that was a. I knew that was a, a big step, and uh, if I could make the move from the Marleys to the Leafs, uh, my dream would come true. And I always wanted to be a Leaf. Uh, I had opportunities, uh, you know, to go other places and so on, but. Uh, I turned those down because uh, I want to be remembered as a Leaf. Ron, you came up in 63-64 to play one game. How yeah. did that feel as a high school student at Downsview Collegiate? Uh, that's I, I couldn't imagine. I, I, I I'm going to high school like and I'm playing for the Leafs one night. I can remember it like yesterday. <laughs> uh, I got I was with the Marlies. We had a great team. We won the Memorial Cup that year, actually. I, I was playing on a line with Peter Stumkowski and Wayne Carlton. Three of us all scored over 40 goals that year, and uh, uh, I got the call uh, from Punch to come up for a game. And and uh, <clears throat> I wasn't too sure if I was going to get on the ice because back then players would get called up, and just in case you know someone got hurt. Um, but lo and behold, uh, Punch comes in before the game, and you know he basically says, "Starting lineup: Horton, Stanley, 
Kelly Mahomlich, and Ellis. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so we started the game, and uh, it's it's a memory that I, I cherish. And uh, um, you know, to pull that Lee sweater on for the first time, and and because of that successful year with the Marlies and. Uh, I think that helped me uh, make the move to the Leafs the following year. Ron, how was the how were the veterans towards you when you came up, uh, especially Johnny? How were, how was he when you came well, up to the team? As, as I mentioned, what what a team! You know, if you look at that club, uh, you know your Bonds, your Stanleys, your Hortons, your um, Mahovlich, Keon. You just go down the list. George Armstrong, captain and. Um, just amazing, amazing men of character, and they uh, they taught me a lot. They taught me what it meant to be a professional and what it meant to be a Leaf, uh, and I uh, soaked it all soaked it all in. But but Johnny was um, sort of a, a little bit of an exception because of his his kindness, his gentleness. Um, so I, I always uh, appreciated that and. Uh, we, as, a, as a result, we became very close, and I, I cherished the fact that I had, I think it was about, I think it was six years with Johnny, playing with Johnny, and, and of course today I cherish it even more. Um, but we became very good friends after hockey, when I retired, um, because we both lived in Toronto. We ended up doing a lot of things together, charity events and appearances, and um, so we extended our friendship for many years. We've been talking to Ron Ellis. Ron, we're, uh, we want to thank you so much. We'd love to spend a lot more time with you this morning. We have, mm-hmm. uh, we've, we're a little bit tight for time. We've got David Keon coming on shortly, and we also have, uh, we also have Yvonne Cornway of Montreal Canadiens who uh, jumped at the opportunity to come on and talk about his, well, his respect for Johnny Bauer as well. Uh, well, I'm, I'm no doubt Davey's going to be in town next week. You probably realize guys there's going to be lots going on yes. to, next week in to honor johnny and uh, uh cornoyer would certainly uh, uh be a, a great guy to speak to as well because back in those days it was toronto versus montreal as you know and uh in that old six-team league so uh i know you're going to have a great show uh brian we appreciate your time thank you so much for coming on and uh <clears throat> Sharing your uh, sharing your thoughts and your uh, emotions about uh, your good friend Johnny Bauer, and we'd love to have you back on at some point in time to talk about Ron Ellis. Thanks so much for joining us. <laughs> My pleasure, guys. Bye Thanks. Bye Thanks, Ron. That, of course, was uh, Ron Ellis. Uh, yeah, we got David Keon coming up. We've got Yvonne Cornway coming up. So let's uh, let's head to break and let's get right back here with David Keon. There are two ways to argue sports with these guys, and none of them work. The boys are back, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. It's our Johnny Bauer tribute show, and uh, just finished uh, talking to a very emotional Ron Ellis. And uh, now we have on the line uh, David Keon. Good morning, David. How are you? I'm good, Wally. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much. I kind of hope that you can send some of that weather from Florida up here. Uh, no, you don't want this weather. <laughs> <laughs> or i I got I to gotta make the reverse trek and go the other way. Anyways, David, uh, it's our Johnny Bauer tribute show, and uh, you spent quite a few years with Johnny. Uh, four, four Stanley Cups together, uh, some great memories, and... Uh, 
Just very, very, uh, very, very briefly, I want to give you an opportunity to express uh, your thoughts on uh, on Johnny, uh, obviously uh, one of the most beloved athletes in Toronto's history. Uh, your thoughts on uh, your time playing and uh, knowing Johnny Bauer? Well, he was, uh, firstly, he was a, just a great person. Uh, very positive and uh, very giving and uh, very caring. And uh, after that, he was a great goaltender and a great teammate. Uh, you know, I every time you'd see him, he had a smile on his face, and he was wanted to know how you were doing and how you were feeling. And uh, I just really, really enjoyed being in his company. He was uh, such a positive guy. Uh, David, the one thing, I, I don't think it gets lost in the shuffle, but because Johnny was such a beloved a beloved man in Toronto, you know, especially, uh, you know, spent, uh, you know, so much time in the community here, it was, he was very public, and he became almost like everybody's grandfather figure. Uh, but people, I don't say that they forget, but sometimes gets overlooked what a damn good goalie he was. Um Oh, I don't think you're... I, I, he was a great goalie. Yeah, I mean, he's the number Not seven... Good. He was a great goaltender. Yeah. Uh, probably in the 60s, uh, when I was there, uh, or we played together, um, I don't think there was anybody better. David Nass, good morning. How are you? I'm good, Nash. How are you? I'm good. I'm a little cold. It's uh, really cold <laughs> over here. I heard that. Minus 30 degrees, David. To, to coming up on uh, Tuesday. Oh. <laughs> but where you're, if you bring bring some uh, bring some uh, thermal underwear, David. I, I that's what I'm told. <laughs> My goodness, global warming. I don't, I'm not sure about that, but uh, anyway, uh, Johnny uh, and uh, George Armstrong. Uh, I'm told that they were kind of uh, a comedy routine in in, in in those days. Were they the funny guys of the room, or were, were, who was it? Well, I'm in between the two of them because they roomed together and they. Uh, I don't know if it went back to when they played in the American League together because uh, John used to, or George used to always bug him about uh, Gil Mayer, who was the goalie in Pittsburgh, and John was goal, was playing in uh, Cleveland, and uh, John or George used to tell him that Gil Mayer because he was the best because the number that he had was zero. So that meant that he was the best, and John would all, he would just go wild about that. Uh, and George did it just purely to to get under his skin, and he succeeded every time, and John would respond. Uh I, I heard you, I was, uh, heard you quoted the other day, uh, David, that, um, we were talking about the players, the the players from the Leaf, those Leafs teams from the '60s, and uh, the quote you made is that uh, they were they were you were great hockey players, but better people, um, and that's. Um, I want you. I want to expound upon that a little bit. Uh, great hockey players, but better people. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. Oh well, I mean, hockey was. I mean, they were. They do anything for you. They help you in any situation. Uh, they cared about, you know, they cared about what they did, and uh, they were, you know, they were all great hockey players. But uh, uh, they were, 
people who cared about their community, cared about what they did, and, and cared about other people. So they, uh, I guess the, the best way of putting it is, uh, you know, there was nobody who was uh, self-centered. They, uh, they cared about everybody. David, was there one game that uh, Johnny Bowers stood out as on your recollection of all the games he played for the Leafs? Oh, there was a number of games. You know, I couldn't, I wouldn't single out, I wouldn't single out one right now. But there were a number of games, uh, especially in the playoffs. Uh, he would come up with big saves and, uh, you know, either uh, keep us in the game. And give us a chance to get back to, um, you know, a chance to get back to, uh, to tie it or to keep a lead and uh, have us go on and, and win. Uh, that happened on uh, on uh, numerous occasions. Uh, we're talking to David Keon. David, uh, one uh, one thing you think about Johnny Bauer? There's one. There's one uh, one uh, episode or one little vignette from the uh, from the 60s that uh, and especially during the holiday season is of course his recording of Honky Honky the Christmas Goose oh, yeah. I just I just what was the reaction what was the reaction amongst the team uh, when you found out that he was going to be doing that recording uh, I, I'm sure he must have been the butt of a few jokes oh but, he was I think if I recall <laughs> right everybody's saying what are you doing you can't <laughs> and did uh, and was there any effort? But it never to... bothered him, you know. He just, <laughs> he just went ahead and did it, and it became a you know an instant uh, an instant success. And that that certainly must have uh, brought a few laughs in the dressing room. Where a few a few did they ever, ever did they ever try to recruit some of you guys to do backup vocals at all? No, no, he did not. He did not. <laughs> uh, certainly, you uh, left a memory there. And the other part uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about David is, of course, we we briefly chatted about how great of a goalie he was, and he certainly was. Uh, four Stanley Cups and two Vezina trophies. Uh, one of the top 100 hockey players of all time, uh, the number seventh greatest Toronto Maple Leaf of all time, um, and he, you know, had this image for the last 50 years of being uh, last uh, whatever, being this grandfatherly figure. But I, I, my suspicion is behind uh, behind that uh, friendly demeanor uh, was the heart of a lion and the heart of an ultimate competitor. Uh, Tell us a little oh, bit. Definitely, he he was a competitor. He wouldn't, uh, you know, everything he competed in. I mean, in practice, he competed. He didn't want any goals scored, and of course, it carried over into the game. But uh, uh, he uh, he was fierce in that regard. Uh, you know, uh, he he had this, as you say, grandfatherly and uh, appearance about him. Uh, you know, later. After he'd retired, and uh, he was kind of the, you know, I guess you could say he was the face of the of the Leaf franchise. But no, when he played, I, and I don't know what he was like when he, you know, before he came to the Leafs when he was younger. But I know he was a fierce, fierce competitor, and 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 just hated to lose, and uh, more than that, he hated to give up a goal. I I heard his. Uh practice ethic was incredible he, he used to practice hard all the time is that true oh sure i mean we uh, I'll, I'll 
little story. We we were practicing one day out at Tamashander. That's where our practice rink was at the time, and um, uh, he was having a bad day. You could say almost every if he had you know eight hundred shots, uh, seven hundred and ninety went in. So George uh, was saying, John, I want you to stay out so I can take practice shots. I, I need to work on my shot. But John was so mad at him. He was so distraught and so mad that he, for, for one of the only times he left, he, he, went, he left. By the time we got off the ice, he was gone. And the next day we came back, and if he had 800 shots again, he stopped 798 of the shots. Wow. And he was saying to anybody who wanted to, he said, I'm going to stay out and take shots if anybody wants to. Well, we, nobody was scoring, so <laughs> it was just kind of a waste of time. Everybody, all the guys left. And he came in the room. We said, what's wrong with you guys today? You know, But he was such a competitor. Uh, we've been talking to David. Uh, David, uh I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this off. Uh, uh, embarrassing you a little bit. I know you you don't like it when I say these types of things, but I will. Uh, we had the opportunity today to talk about uh, two of the most uh, Johnny Bauer, the most uh, beloved athlete uh, in Toronto sports history, and I also got a chance to talk to you, uh, also the, one of the most revered athletes in Toronto sports history. David, the fans love you up here in Toronto. We love to see you as often as we possibly can. And uh, um, all we can say is we wish you the best, and thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. All right. Well, Wally and Naz, thank you. It was my pleasure. It's thanks, always, David. It's always and our bring pleasure. Bring some extra clothes, will you? Because it's <laughs> <will>. really cool. <laughs> thank you. Okay, Th- David. Thanks, David. That is, of course, the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf in history, uh, David Keon. And going from the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf in history, we are now privileged to talk with one of the greatest Montreal Canadiens in history. That is, of course, uh, the legendary Montreal Canadian, the roadrunner, Yvonne Cornway. Good morning, Yvonne. How are you doing this morning? Oh, good morning. I know, like you said, it's pretty cold, but uh, it's a beautiful day. Listen, Ivan, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we chatted briefly yesterday, and uh, as I, I know you're aware, Johnny Bauer passed away this week, and uh, Johnny is one of the most legendary athletes in, in Toronto history and also in Canada's history. Uh, and it was uh, we thought it we thought it appropriate that we ask uh, a member of uh, Montreal Canadiens, and of course you. Uh, being one of the greatest Montreal Canadiens ever to come on and share your uh, a different perspective from the perspective of, of uh, an adversary on the rink, a friend off the rink, but an adversary on the rink. Uh, your thoughts about the passing of Johnny Bauer? Well, I think Johnny was a beautiful man. I mean, uh, every time I saw him, I said, Johnny, I said, if you know what, you're getting older, but if I if I can look like you when I'm older, I want to get there too. And uh, every time I, I saw him, I uh, it was like a refreshing uh, guy to see. Um, I, I guess Johnny, I, I had my um, well, I don't say I got my problem, but uh, I was 20 years old when I had uh, a penalty shot against him, <laughs> and uh, he stopped me. And after that, it was just like, uh, you know, not that, that many goalies uh, I had problem with, but uh, against Johnny Bauer, because uh, I had that, that moment, every time I score against him, I turn around and I look at him. 
And uh, that was a moment I remember all the time, uh, my first penalty shot. Ivan, what was the reaction of the Montreal Canadiens uh, towards Johnny as a, as a person and as a player? Pardon? What were the... Um, what were the... Um, Johnny Bauer had respect, of course. What were the reactions towards him by the Montreal Canadian players? Well, it's like Dave said, you know, he was always compete. Uh, it, it was a... Uh, the time that Gump Worsley was, was really a uh, compete too, and don't forget those days they, they had no no mask in front of them, and uh, they they have to to block shots sometime. Uh, if you have like uh, Bobby Hall and Dennis Hall and and all those guys in Chicago who were shooting the puck very hard, and and they, they have to compete all the time. But I think is the uh, game after game. And to to, to be compete every night, that, that's was they they make it so so good, and uh, everybody respect that. I mean, when you play against them, uh, you know that Johnny Bauer is going to be there. And uh, I remember the last time they won the Stanley Cup, I was on the ice against them in '67. So um, they have a older team, and we we taught them. Well, it's going to be easy maybe <laughs> for us to win the Stanley Cup, but. Uh, it was not. They, they come and compete, and uh, you know when you have a goalie like Johnny, here when you play forward or defense, I think you you like to work harder because those guys are working very hard in the net. We're talking to uh, Ivan Cornway, Montreal Canadian legend. Ivan, and first of all, Ivan, congratulations. Uh, I know that you were appointed an ambassador on behalf of Canada to promote Canada's 150th birthday, and I know that uh, you've uh, you've attended uh, various events across the country and done your best to uh, be a, uh, an ambassador on behalf of Canada, and thank you so much, and congratulations. Well, I think I was very honored to, uh, to, to be able to do that. I mean, uh, you know... First of all, you have to be in healthy, <laughs> and you have to be here to to, to do that. So, uh, uh, you know, it, I remember 1972 when uh, uh, when I had a chance to play for Canada. Uh, I did have a chance to go to the Olympics. So, for me, it was uh, my uh, my Olympic uh, in '72 because I have the sweater of, of Canada on my on my shoulder, and uh, you know the two three thousand people who came in Russia. I think uh, it really helped us to to win over there. So uh, it, it was a great feeling to represent our country again. Uh, Ivan, uh, 50 years ago, uh, it was a special series between uh, Toronto and Montreal, and we're, we've got you on this morning on our Johnny Bauer tribute show. And it was uh, it's a series, obviously, in Toronto that's... Uh, uh, we thought uh, we would have uh, a, a different history over the course of the last 50 years. Montreal's had a, a more successful history, but uh, looking back on that series, there was, correct me if I'm wrong, um, uh, Johnny Bauer played in Game 2 and Game 3, which I always thought were the two pivotal games in that series, especially Game 3, which was the double overtime game. And I know that you've always said that this is a series that Montreal let uh, get away from it. But do you recall, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, in overtime of Game 3, I believe you had a breakaway and Johnny Bauer poke-checked you. Does that bring back any memories for you? <laughs> uh, well, I think I remember my, my penalty shot I have against him. <laughs> I'm not sure if I remember that, but if you saw it, I'm sure. Uh, happened, yeah. I'm not surprised. I'm sure he did it. 
because uh, it was a series then uh, you know that was Expo 67 in Montreal and uh, we thought uh, that, that you know we we're, we're going to win that series but i think it was uh, it was a a light for us to say you have to respect the team you're going to play with especially in the playoff against i mean so um, after that uh, you know I always uh, really, really afraid to lose in the playoff after we lose in '67. Ivan, uh, comparison has been made uh, to uh, Johnny Bowers passing away to the two of former Canadians and greats, and Maurice Richard and John Beliveau. Uh, how how did the, how was it back then when they passed away, and just in relationship with Johnny's time here? Well. I know I remember when Jean passed away, Jean Bilivo, about, uh, what, two, three years ago already. And uh, I saw Johnny, Johnny Bauer, he was there with, uh, with uh, the service of the church, and uh, I, I talked with, with Johnny a little bit. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, uh, it's always guys like that, you don't have that many left. Uh, you know, Johnny was very, uh, very nice with the people, was signing autographs all the time, and and he was so pleasant to meet all the time. So, you know, uh, I think uh, when somebody go, uh, I was very, uh, when my wife told me that Johnny passed away, I did have a chance to read the paper right away. And I said, wow. I said, uh, another one. And, uh, you know, we're all getting older. And um, they, they're very hard to replace. I mean, I miss really Jean Beliveau when he passed away because... Uh, he was my captain for a long time, and uh, this gentleman was so respect and and respect everybody. So, you know, uh, those guys, they, they, they're really rare. There's not too many left. And we're talking to Yvonne Cornway, and we'd be remiss. We won't keep you much longer, Yvonne. No problem. Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the... Uh, and we've sort of touched upon it uh, through talking about Johnny, but the great the great rivalry between uh, Toronto and Montreal that uh, that we grew up with. Um, uh, the rivalry existed in the '40s, not so much in the '50s, uh, maybe the early '50s, but then the '60s were sort of the the heyday of the Toronto Montreal uh, rivalry because the you know in in that decade the Stanley Cups went back and forth four for Toronto one of the most successful eras in Toronto's history um i just wanted to touch a little bit upon that intense rivalry between Toronto and Montreal when you, i know you came up with the junior canadians and uh uh, I just I just expressed my admiration for David Keon a little while ago. I'm going to do the same for you, uh, Yvonne. I actually had I actually used to wear a number twelve Montreal Canadiens jersey when I was younger. So, and uh, when and when I actually I spoke with my wife this morning, she asked me, uh, "Who are you interviewing today?" And I said, uh, "I said David Keon and Ron Ellis." And I said, "And and Yvonne Cornway." And she says, and she said to me, Ivan, yeah, that was that fast guy in Montreal, wasn't he? <laughs> and I said, and my, 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 to be quite frank with you, Ivan, my wife's name's Rita. She doesn't watch all that much hockey. She's not the greatest hockey fan. She's not the greatest sports fan, but she remembers you as the fast guy. Uh, which, and and my mother <laughs> remembered Johnny Bauer as her favorite hockey player. But Ivan, tell us a little bit about you came up through the Junior Canadians. Um, um, and you know you made the NHL, and the Leafs had won a couple of Stanley Cups then. And um, how can you express in words what it was like to uh, to face up against the Toronto Maple Leafs? So how intense that rivalry was? 
Well, you you got to get ready for a couple of days before you play the game. I mean, uh, uh, you know, uh, you play the game maybe on a Saturday night, and uh, Thursday you start to think about it. And um, you, you know it's, it's going to be a battle every time we play Toronto. And don't forget, uh, I start uh, in 64, 65, and we're still traveling by train. And uh, sometime we have home-and-home home game, and uh, we're coming back after the game on the same train, but uh, we cannot go on the same cart where you were sleeping and, and uh, eating because uh, maybe a fight would start. <laughs> so you never, you never know. Uh, the competition was really, really hard, really tough. Uh, but this is what we used to like uh, to play against uh, uh, competition all the time. We play 14 games uh, against each other all the time every year and the playoff and the exhibition game. So... Uh, we knew the guys very well. I mean, uh, uh, so it, it was, but, but that was the way we liked it. I mean, the competition was tough, and uh, we, we like we like to compete, so uh, we both the same. I mean, we did like each other. Uh, Toronto did like each other. We did like them, and everybody knows that, so. Uh, we've been talking to Ivan Cornway. Uh, Ivan, I, I I want to thank you so much for joining us. And uh, the word, you know, when I, we so much enjoy talking to uh, athletes like yourself and Dave Keon and Ron Ellis because it reminds us so much of a of a human value that sometimes we take for granted is the incredible respect. Uh, well, it's respect. Uh, I hope it's not. A, I hope it's not a value that's lost in the younger generation. But our, uh, your generation, my generation. I'm not that far behind you, Ivan. Well, uh, you know, it's like I said to a lot of people. I said we grew up together. Uh, you in front of the TV and me on the ice, and uh, it's exactly where what happened those days. And you know, uh, when I heard that Johnny was uh, left away from us, and uh, I was really. Uh, Really sorry because uh, he was a he was a great man. Ivan, I, I once again thank you, thank you so much for joining us. It's a privilege for us, and uh, uh, we wish you all the best. Uh, thank you very much. It's our pleasure. Thank it's you so. Call. Thank you, Ivan. Ivan Cornway, Montreal Canadiens legend. Naz, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> Well, you, you, know, had your, the, you, you you had your day. Two of your most favorite players. Oh, I'm, I I know I don't I know and you're gonna have to bring me down from the clouds after this show. Uh, really, um, and, and it's and we've talked about this so many times. You know, young athletes, young athletes just starting out. You know what? They should they should spend ten minutes. Unfortunately, can't spend ten minutes with Johnny Bauer anymore. Uh, but take a look at whatever you can find. These guys are models. They're heroes. Uh, you know, when I called Ivan Cornway yesterday, asking him to be on the phone, a lot of times I'll call people, and you know, you know the reaction we get sometimes, Naz. Yeah, it's Sunday morning. Yeah. I'm busy. You know, not so much amongst the retired athletes, though, uh, but some of the younger, you know, they, they've got a lot of demands on their time. And, you know, you know, not this week. You know, call me in a month's time. Ivan Cornway, I called him yesterday. I said, Ivan, we'd love to have you on the show. We were talking about Johnny Bauer. And he said, first thing he said to me, what time? I said, 9.45. You can count on it. Uh, yeah, I'd love to talk about Johnny Bauer. It's the respect that these, um, I don't like to call them older athletes, uh, athletes from that generation. They were the most fierce rivals on the ice, almost to the point where there was, I wouldn't call it hatred in a negative sense, but they hated each other. Yeah. Uh, 
man, but the respect that they uh, that they show each other, um, it really is a value that young athletes or anybody for that matter uh, should absorb. Um, you talked about talking to Dave Keon and Yvonne Cornway. To me, the two the two heroes of my youth, yeah, really were the two class two of the classiest athletes. Uh, not only from their personal values, their personal tributes, but the way they played the game. Keon and Cornway, they could skate like the wind. Uh, they were classy. They weren't, you know, they weren't rough. They were skilled. Um, they played hockey the right way. It just, and the, you know, the opportunity to, I mean, we've talked to both of them before, but to have them both on the same show and to celebrate the life of Johnny Bauer, I mean, uh, you know they they have that uh, hackneyed expression a kid in a candy store but we're kid in a candy store we're really kids in a candy store today. You, you know Johnny Bauer was my father's favorite player and he used to always say this he said why can't the Leafs in his Italian yeah. accent obviously why can't the Leafs have a goalie like Johnny Bauer who would stop a puck with his face yeah. and, <laughs> and that's the way it was. There's a classic pictures yeah. of that right. Yeah. And Johnny Bauer grew up in our house as our favorite player. Yeah. And Johnny Bauer was quite the man, I'm telling you. He was my mother's favorite player. For uh, Johnny Bauer lived in our neighborhood, and I related this story. I was on the air with Neil Headley the other morning. He asked me to talk about Johnny Bauer. Uh, we used to live in the same neighborhood for a few years when I was about five, six, seven years old. And I've only got a minute left. I'll try and keep this brief as possible. All the little kids in the neighborhood used to show up. At, on Johnny's driveway waiting for him to come home and he always took the time for us um, he always took the and especially his wife Nancy what a classy lady they took the time for us to greet the little kids and make our day and and I relate this story all the time um, and, and, and if you're a younger athlete and you're going to make it in the pros listen to this because you take and it was that Joe Green commercial remember where he, with that little kid you take 10 seconds of your time for a little kid, and you will create a memory for that kid the rest of his life. And what could be more valuable? Than, what else can you do in your life that could be more valuable than creating a great memory for a human being? And, he, and Johnny he, Bauer he did that many times. And I and it was it was it, I got the finally got the chance to thank him when we when when I when we interviewed him on that May seventh show. I said Johnny, and I said it to Nancy as well. Thanks so much for leaving such an incredible memory with me uh, and with so many others. And if you're an athlete, don't forget the power that you have. And it's not just about making money. Uh, you have a lot of people that hero worship you. Make a difference. I, we only got a couple of seconds left, Naz. I have to take the opportunity, and I'll, I'll turn it over to you for last word. I want to thank our sponsors. It's our year-end show, Pizzaville, uh, Angelo, Nella, Stephanie, uh, Steel's Paint, Claudio, uh, uh, Alta Infinity, Dominic, you guys have supported us from day one. You have no much. You have no idea how much we appreciate it. You have no idea how important you are in uh, in making uh, making things, uh, putting a smile on Naz and I's face. To all our listeners, Happy New Year, Naz. Last Happy word. New Year to everybody, and uh, rest in peace, Johnny. Thank you. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.